Okay, so welcome back to Raw Before Christ. It's been a while. Your girl has been taking a little rest because <laughs> the finals did me some, you know, some, 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 it did some stuff to me. But anyways, we are back and I have guests and we are going to be attacking the subject of church hurts. And well, I'll just allow my guests to, to just, you know, introduce themselves. So, I mean, Esther, you can go ahead. Hello, guys. My name's Esther. I've been following the Lord since I was, I want to say, 13, 14. I met him the second week I went to youth group, and my life has transformed since. But within my journey with the Lord, unfortunately, I have experienced my share of church hurts but i'm believing i believed and i'm still believing that even though that i was hot and hurt in all things god has the glory and i know that god does bring healing amen that's right you go patrice hi everyone my name is patrice sterling i have been a christian for my entire life um and baptized since I was six. And I too have had my fair share hurt uh, by the church. And that eventually led to me kind of like giving up on God at some point in time because I had no form of guidance. And I was like just out in the world by myself, feeling alone. And that the people that were supposed to be there kind of was not but um anyways nevertheless i found my way back to the lord and i'm here today all right we have another guest that is probably gonna be late her name is chanel so when she comes in i'll just allow her to just give her introduction so church hurts i mean mm. <laughs> it's something that is not spoken of in the church it's minimized it's it's just something that everyone tries to run away from and honestly church is where we all go to have that sense of community to have that security that family that we just need that you know that umbrella to just be under that covering and unfortunately a lot of us experience hurt in some way shape or form whether it's from leadership or someone says something or does something within the church but either way people walk away getting hurt and the truth of the matter is not everyone comes back to God because it is so hard to know that this is where you are looking for an example that you know, Christians are supposed to be the, the representatives of Christ. And then you go to Christ to get that type of, you know, representative and they don't give you that. And so it just creates havoc emotionally, spiritually, and it just, it's a spiritual battle that is just hard and not everyone overcomes it the way that, you know, not everyone overcomes it. It's just hard. And so um, I don't know. I when I think about church hurt, and I, I remember a, a leader 
saying this that when we say church hurt we just kind of just label it church hurt but if we're being honest it boils down to one individual or you know maybe two persons who hurt you so it's not necessarily just the entire church who brought hurt to you but it is just that one individual and then because we don't want to address it that well we just say well church hurt <laughs> and you know that's just how it is unfortunately but I don't know I want to hear your guys's story about the hurt that you've been through in the church and how you've been able to overcome it or even if you're still struggling with it because I know that I've been hurt by leadership and I am still struggling to this day especially being called as a minister and the hurt came in the form of them, you know, just kind of just, I don't know, made it feel as though they were questioning whether or not I was truly hearing from God. And that becomes a struggle when you are called to be a pastor and then God tells you to do something and then someone in a higher authority, so to speak, over you just feels as though the Holy Spirit didn't speak to them, so the Holy Spirit didn't speak to you, and it makes things a lot difficult. And I know personally, I struggle with it a lot of times, and I go back and forth. No, God, is this really you speaking to me? Because I was shut down by leadership, and you know, stuff like that, and it becomes hard. So I don't know. I want to start with Patrice. I want to hear your story and your opinions, just, you know, your real raw opinions about church hurts and the things that you've experienced. So as you said earlier, uh, majority of the times it is not just the entire church on a whole, because to be frank, the church is a very broad spectrum. Right. And it always narrows it back down to one or a few individuals uh, based on, you know, or individual stories. So for me, I think I have to give a little background information, how it led up to all of this. Uh, so I was very active in church uh, when I was a kid. Uh, I knew that I wanted to be a part of something bigger than myself. And from I was six, I was like, mommy, I know that I need to be baptized. This is my calling. And she was like, do you know what you want to do? Is this what you want? I was like, yes, I was so sure of it. And he blessed me, the Lord blessed me with some talents and singing was one. And then I also became a lay preacher. A lot of people they don't know this about me. Uh, I do. Uh, back then, I was a lay preacher. I really loved ministry. I preached, you know, bringing souls to Christ and all of that. And I think that they expected so much of me. Mm. And because I was on this road that I was a singing evangelist, I was singing for the Lord everywhere I went from. I was a kid. And then I branched off into ministry preaching and stuff like that. 
Like everyone at my church, they all expected so much of me. I was in leadership roles uh, with the youth group and stuff like that, with my choir. I was on the praise team. I was going out and representing my church and all these stuff. And everyone was, you know, had high expectations. But then the moment that I start, it all started when I went to high school. And I was exposed to the society. I was exposed to uh, different peers from different backgrounds and everything. And, <laughs> and I started to become uh, an adolescent and I was like, I was trying to find myself as well. So even though I was active and I was in church and I love the Lord, and all of that, I was like, who am I? Mm -hmm. You know, where is Patrice in all of this? I've always been doing singing and preaching. And uh, my mom was a Bible uh, worker. So I was like embedded in all of this. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, this is all good. But is this really me? And I started to question myself. And even though I still always knew that the Lord has done so many things for me outside of church, just in my personal space, in my life, my family, and all of that. Like, I just think everything went south. But what really triggered it was when my dad died in 2014, like, I, I just started getting like, I felt re like rebellious, kind of. And like, I just felt like I was so alone. And I remember... I didn't have the strongest relationship with my mom at the time. And I just felt like I was in a space on my own and there was no one to turn to. And then like, when I went to like people at my church for prayer, like they would like pray for me, but there was like always a rebuttal. Like it was like, I shouldn't be feeling this mm -hmm. because the Lord is in control. And that is amazing. I know he was, but it's like, they expected me to bury off everything that I was feeling because the Lord was in control and they minimized my experience through my dad's death. And not just that, but moving forward, trying to find myself, I had so many criticism. Uh, a lot of people went behind my back, yeah. made complaints to the pastor, yeah. uh, in their prior group, uh, to my mom, and just like talk about me like behind my back. And like, eventually, I don't know, I have a very discerning spirit and I always find out or I just always know. I remember it went to a point where I was going to church. I started, I went up on the praise team and I could see their faces, you know, in the congregation, how they were judging me. Like, even when I was singing, I was like, is this, what, what am I doing here? It yeah. just felt like I was so out of place. And it reached a point where I stopped going to church because I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, no one comes to me about anything. They were all just gathering up and talking behind my back to my mom and to other people to the pastors to leaders i uh, remember the the choir director uh he came to me once and he was like patrice i heard this and i heard that 
uh, and they're saying you shouldn't be singing and you shouldn't be doing anything at church anymore. And during mine, this was my safe haven. School and church was everything that I had at the time. And I was like, oh my God, they're like taking this away from me. And for the most part, 99% of the things that were said was not even remotely close to the truth. Uh. And I was like, okay, no one confronted me. So I just stopped. I was like, I've lost my dad. I've been going through some health issues. Now I've lost the church. Hmm. There is no one there, no prior warrior, no Bible warrior, no one there to guide me. The pastors were saying stuff. The elders were saying stuff. The, the ministers were saying stuff. Everyone that was in charge, they're all just talking. And at no point in time, no one took me in and say, okay, this is what you're doing, or this is where you're going, or this is what's being said. Yeah. How can we help you? No one did that. It was never, let's pray for you. Let's pray with you. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So I was like, you know what? If this is what I get for being dedicated for so many years, then I'm over with it. So I remember stopped going to church. I was like, I'm just over this. I can't do this anymore. This is just too much. I've given so much of my youth to the church and all they did was to stab me in my back mm-hmm. at this point in time it was no more of my who I am with God or my relationship because the church was my medium yeah and even though I was embedded in the church and I thought I knew God I didn't have a full-on 100% connection with him personally And that's why I just decided that I'm done because the church was my primary medium through God, you know, connection and, and going to sing and pray and just worship together with others. And then eventually things happen over the years. And then one night, I remember I was sick in my bed and my mentor at the time, she called me and she was like, I've been praying for you. And she, she reminded me of this story about how God showed up and opened the prison door. Uh, what's his name again? Was it for Peter? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. How God opened the prison door in the middle of the night for Peter. And she, she reminded me, and we started talking about that story in the Bible. And she was like, Patrice, I don't know what it is, with what's going on. I don't know. But I was praying for you and that scripture came to mind and I just called you right away. So I was, I got up in the middle of the night and she was like, it's so funny that it was midnight that she called me. (laughs) And, (laughs) and I was like, she was like, this is symbolic and your breakthrough is coming. And I broke down on the phone, Carisha. I just broke down. I was like, I don't want to go back there, God. I don't want to be, I don't want to be in that space again because I know how much it hurt me. Yeah. But she was like, Patrice, we need to get back to the heart of worship. And from that on, like every step that I've taken forward has solely been through the guidance of the Lord. Amen. Wow. 
Girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that felt good. <laughs> uh, the, the thing that just stands out is just how much expectation is placed on people. I mean, yes, we are in ministry and we're doing things and to, you know, to who much is given, much is required, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. also we are human also and we need that guidance we need that help we need to know that it's okay to feel what we're feeling and going through the mourning stages it's okay to mourn and i mean as a young person in the church at that time patrice it would have been better for them to come to you and as you stated speak to you about what is going on this is what i heard or this is what we are assuming is it correct now you know is this what you're going through here is how we can do this here is how we can guide you through this and that's where the church falls short a lot of times because instead of going to that person and speaking to that mm. person about what they're going through and what they are facing we assume things and we back away and we say you know what i'm leaving this up to god and then we we feel to understand that not everyone has that connection with god and we are that you know that source that's going to help them connect to god so that god can you know do what he's doing on that level with them instead of just stepping away and saying all right i'm just going to leave this alone none of my business it's above me now <laughs> and that's not what is needed in the church girl i'm so glad that god stepped in and brought that call that phone call and you did experience your your breakthrough moment in that midnight hour just like he did. and that's the thing that the church feels to understand also is that when we don't do the assignment that God has given us to do, he's going to step in and find a way to do it either way because he doesn't yeah. need us. So <laughs> to say, just to say that whoever is out there that might be listening and you're going through whatever you're going through and you're looking for the church to step up and they aren't, keep pressing in and holding on to God because he will find another way to get through to you and you mm. will get your breakthrough eventually. It doesn't, mm. it doesn't always come the way that you think it will, but God will bring something and someone your way to bring forth that deliverance. That's and right. Amen. That preaching mood. But anyways, mm -hmm. <laughs> Esther, I would love to hear your story. Uh, yes. So a little bit of background info on me. As I said earlier, um, in eighth grade when I was in middle school, I did accept the Lord. And when I accepted Jesus Christ, I hit the floor running. So when I was learning how to be responsible for my faith and learning about serving and what it means to tithe and what it means to give, what it means to pray and preach and all those things of that nature, I was all for it. So I began in my youth group just literally setting up the games. And to me, that was like it. I loved it. So as I, as the leaders around me and as the pastors around me noticed that I was so active and so happy to do the little things, they started giving me more and more. And unfortunately, the first leader that I connected with was unfortunately the first leader to hurt me. So um, 
interested in technology and stuff like that, but because I wanted to serve, I was. Yeah. So I began um just doing like the PowerPoint slides and like the basics of sound, turning on the microphone, turning it off, the basics of turning on all the on and off the lights. By all means, I, I'm not really a technology person. <laughs> but the leader that I got acquainted with and very close to was the director of it. And because I was young in the faith, I didn't have discernment yet. And unfortunately, the leaders around me, I don't think they realized the leader, the production, we call him the production leader that I was with. I don't think they had realized that he was unhealthy. Hmm. So in the beginning, everything's great. Everything's fine. I'm coming in early to church. I'm learning how to do all this extra stuff, turning on the projectors, troubleshooting, you know. But I think it got to a point where this leader was unhealthy. He actually didn't like the pastor. So we have division. And as a young student that I was, I was in eighth grade, 13, 14 years old. I didn't really know how to navigate that. I knew that it was wrong, but I wasn't at the maturity level where I could go to somebody because he is my person, the leader. So now me, I was making friends in the youth group as well. So the new friends that I would make, Marissa actually, shout out to Marissa. Um, I met her in youth group so me and Marissa were on this team and it was unhealthy because the leader didn't like the pastor he would often be disrespectful towards him be petty passive aggressive and things of that nature so by the grace of God that leader was let go from the youth group and this is a time where I'm like kind of confused I don't really know what to do next but I still have that passion to serve. Yeah. So while that leader left, I could become acquainted with this pastor. And this is where the hurt um, happens for me even greater than the first time with the leader. So me and this pastor grow very close. He's like a dad to me. Um, there isn't a day that we're not talking on the phone, FaceTime, text messaging. And I remember... At this point, I want to say my sophomore year, I was working retail. And I remember having those doubts, which I think back, I think it was God telling me. I was like, I don't know if this pastor is the best mentor for me. But again, I was young in the face, so I was still trying to figure out the discernment yeah. that piece. So unfortunately, this pastor was very emotionally unhealthy, and that affected me. As Patrice said earlier, the expectations that he put on me at times felt suffocating. I felt like even though I, I technically was a student leader, they forgot that I was a student. Not yeah. only my pastor, but the leaders around me. I still, I still needed to be held, to be walked. I, just because I was serving similar to Patrice, I was seeing just because I was doing everything that I could didn't negate the fact that I still need someone still needs to teach me to read my word right. to pray consistently some I was never taught to just sit and enjoy the service so unfortunately because of the church hurt I began to develop um a, anxiety so there was points where I though I still went to church I didn't want to be there it was extremely moody I was difficult to work with, sometimes untalkable, sometimes unreachable. Mm. 
and no I felt like for a long time nobody saw that cry for help so some time passes by and I meet Camelia shout out to Camelia and this is where the thing my youth pastor at this point gets super unemotionally healthy but at that point I was across the world um when he was let go from a position unfortunately my dad had just passed but I really, to this day, I really thought of my youth pastor as my dad. So now I'm experiencing two levels of hurt. My dad, my real dad had just passed away and I'm finding out that my youth pastor slash dad has been let go from his position. So everything comes crashing down. I have like basically a faith crisis. And I just decided that I was gonna walk away from church. Um, I still believed, but I was so angry. I was like, God, I went to church, I served, I prayed, I did all these things. Why am I the one and the hurt? I did what you asked me, this, this isn't fair. And then I began to wrestle with, okay, God, you had this un unhealthy pastor in this role for so long. Why would you keep him here? Why wouldn't you take him out earlier? And stuff like that. And then also I was thinking, um, I was like, kind of, to this day, I still try to wrap my brain around it. I was just like, yes, this pastor was um, was not healthy emotionally, mentally, everything. <laughs> not healthy, but God, people still got saved. And I'm like, how do you use broken people to save people when he's unhealthy, but kids are still seeing saved and learning about you? Like, and, and I wrestled with that for a long time. Yeah. And I feel like now after two years, I'm just wrestling with how as just as a Christian, like as just forget the titles, pastor, whatever, but God, how does a person stray so far from you and not realize it? So glory to be to God. In that time when I left church, my other pastors brought church to me. So we would go out to eat. They would talk to me, phone calls, and they knew how hurt I was and they knew I needed some time. So they were so gracious. They were so loving. They were so kind. They were so sensitive. And I had appreciated it. I had appreciated them letting me be open, letting me experience my emotions. Because for so long, I was told that I was just a crazy girl with her crazy emotions, that I think too much, that I do too much. And for the first time, these other pastors yeah. just let me feel yeah. what I felt. And I felt free. They answered my questions they weren't mad <laughs> so I just say to anybody that's listening if there is a person in your church that has hurt you or has misguided you you know it's not the end for you mm. it's not I wish I could go back to myself two years ago when I was just in my room like crying it's not the end and I felt like for the first time similar to what Patrice said, I actually experienced God. I went to him instead of me going to church and depending on a service and depending on an altar call. It was in these moments in my room when I'm crying out to God in pain and agony, like, God, why did this happen? That's in those moments is where I felt God speak to me. Yeah. And I was just in my room. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things I like about... Um, well, two things I like about your story is that they brought church to you, 
because a lot of times <laughs> that does not happen at all <laughs> at all <laughs> so i love that they brought church to you because a throughout scripture and especially in the new testament we see jesus meeting people where they are and mm. that's what they did they met you where you were in your hurt and they knew and they gave you that space and made you feel you know comfortable enough to just experience what you're experiencing and then they coached you through it so i love that they you know they did that yeah. and the other thing is lord help me to remember <laughs> I don't know my brain just blanked but do you have anything to say because <laughs> <laughs> well for me uh, I've just been think I've just been sitting here and thinking I've been listening to you both and I'm like you know I realize that we as Christians, we are so misguided. Mm. We, we are so caught up in the name of Christianity and what we think or who we think we're supposed to be that we forget to see people. Mm -hmm. We forget to remember that the Lord was the one who went in and turned water into wine and do all of these miraculous stuff. Wasn't on us. the Sabbath, uh, no matter which day of the week it was, he was always doing, and he always he always saw people for who they are, mm -hmm. even just by the touch of, of the hem of his garment. He didn't even see the person. He knew he, they were there and we failed to remember these stories. We, we failed to remember the, the man on the cross who was asking, who was being crucified, but still asking <laughs> his father to forgive them, yeah. right? So I think that we're so caught up in the name and what it's supposed to be, and the but not yes the titles oh we're a pastor we're an evangelist we're we're singers we're ministers we're this or that okay but we forgot that we're servants first mm -hmm. we we forgot that sometimes the lord shows up in 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 us and humans a representation yeah. and sometimes he he wants us to serve and I think that we forget that he sent the Holy Spirit to watch over us and to guide us. Mm -hmm. And we should all be serving, whether it's to bring water to the thirsty, you know, put a blanket over the man on the street. Sometimes we think that we are too high above others. We're too holy and we're too righteous that we forget that his disciples were thieves and robbers and murderers yeah. <laughs> and we lose, about it. we lose sight of the titles and the the names and the levels that we forget that we're all servants of the lord 
Yeah. One of my professors, he would always say that we're all on the potter's wheel. And to remember yeah. that we're not we're not fully made as yet because <laughs> we're yeah. all being remodeled. And that's the thing about um, the church in general is that um, sometimes leaders get to that place of leadership and authority and they just automatically just think that this is it. I am here. I am a full vessel. And they forget that they too can get hurt and that they are not perfect. We're not perfect and we can hurt others in the process of, you know, being too high or, you know, just in simple things. The thing that I wanted to say, the second thing that I wanted to say, <laughs> But it was that I love that just hearing your story, hearing Patrice's story, I realized that there is, you know, a silver lining to being hurt in the church. Because what I realized is that you step outside of the church and you meet God for yourself. You become yeah. to have you begin to have that relationship with Him that you always needed because. The church itself couldn't bring you to that place, but it's at your lowest that you meet God. When you're crying at night, or you're, 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 when you can't take it no more, <laughs> when it's just, everything is just too much, that's where you meet God and you begin to see him in his fullness, in every aspect of mm. his being. That's where you meet him as a friend, a lover, everything, a father, everything. That's where you meet him and you begin to experience him. So I love that. Yes. <laughs> what I would like, like what I would want to say to anyone who's listening or is going to receive this uh, video is that we have to grow in Christ for ourselves. Yes. And not for what everyone else expects of us mm. or think it should be for us right because until we find god for ourselves individually we'll never understand the true meaning to be a christian one and mm -hmm. to be a servant second yep. because i've realized that i remember after that call in 2018 that was in 2018 after that midnight call from my mentor like afterwards like I was still you know struggling with all of this emotional it was from you know Carisha like all my health stuff everything was just going downhill like <laughs> everything was just flushing out and I was like I am still hopeless it went to the point where I was like okay the church was the medium nothing is working if i don't have health what am i what what am i here for like nothing was working out i had lost so many loved ones i've lost so many people from the church outside of the church everywhere and i i was i started losing myself like completely uh i suffer from ptsd depression anxiety a lot of people they don't know this because it's not out there but like had been suffering for so long and when I got that call I broke into pieces and then even when I broke into pieces my job was it was like how do I put these pieces back together and I was still lingering because I because because I was so hurt 
by so many people that were supposed to guide and lead me, I was like, I don't trust anyone to, to ask for help. I was like, how can I ask anyone for help? Especially people with statuses and leadership roles. Like, how do I go to them? And up to today, I think that is one of my biggest struggle, asking for help because I don't want to be in that place again. But then what I've realized, Carisha, is that when we find God for ourselves, he is so mysterious in everything that he does. His timing, I remember like I was singing this song four days late a couple nights ago, and I realized that even though for me it was four years later, he is always on time with everything that he does. Mm-hmm. It's like he knows who we are. He knows what we want for ourselves. He knows what he has all planned out for us in advance. And he always brings us back to where he needs us whether it's through school, whether it's through a peer, a relationship, whether it's through heart, it doesn't matter. He finds a way to bring us back in and to the point and to the spot where he wants us to be, to serve him. And ever since, it's trusting that he is in control. When you realize that who he is for yourself personally, Sometimes it's standing up and talking to him raw, sitting down, eating a piece of bread and just say, hey, God, we need to have a conversation. When you reach that point with him where prayer is no longer just kneeling at the altar, Mm -hmm. it could be just by closing your eyes. It could just be by silence. It could just be singing. It could just be reading a scripture. It could just be doing something for a friend or a family member, whatever your prayer and your cry for help and praise is to God, when you reach that point, you realize that trusting him is all a a part of the process. And so you may not know, or you think, oh, he's not here physically, but I know that if I give him a cup of water, He's drinking it, you know, it's like having a like a connection with right. him, like beyond what our eyes can see and or brains can like process. And when we reach that point with God, everything in our lives, no matter what obstacles may come, everything is just going to work out for our good. And I'm not just saying this in a cliche manner, it's because I've witnessed it witnessed this and I've been witnessing it for quite some time and let's just say that everything has been going accordingly to his will and it's all about having a personal relationship with him first before we'll be able to experience all his glory right Mm, that's good that's good um just by listening and speak and speaking um the biggest thing is we can't disregard community because at the end of the day community is what god built us for to that for for that togetherness and everything but is it's just after that hurt is just how to get back into that community and just 
being able to be comfortable enough to just you know and hopefully we get to that place of just praying and as Patrice highlighted just now just being raw before Christ <laughs> and just yes, talking yeah. to him just laying everything out just by doing that that it begins to bring you to that place of you know being able to step back into the community of the church and to realize that not everyone within the church is the same and not everyone will hurt you but there mm -hmm. are I mean wherever you go you will get hurt you're in school mm. you get hurt <laughs> you're in the workplace you get hurt you're in the world you get hurt well, it's, just, yeah. it's yep. just how the world is, it is. Be the fall of man and it's just how things are and um I just know that God will always bring us through the hurt the pain and I wish that the church will speak about this even more from even the pulpits and maybe that's something that God wants me to do <laughs> but um if we speak about it more then people are more aware and they feel more comfortable and realize that all right I've not I'm not the only one who's been hurt and I can I can do this she's she's overcome this I can too and sometimes that's that's what we need so if you're someone out there who you've been hurt by the church I just really hope that or the stories that you've heard has been influential to you in this moment and that you will begin to see things differently and realize that it's okay I mean it's not okay that you're hurt and that they hurt you and that the church in general or an individual within the church hurt you but it's okay in the in the in the sense that God will bring you through it and he will bring people to stand alongside you no matter what you're not alone and it will get better like Esther um, highlighted that if she could go back and tell herself that it will be okay because in the midst of it it does not feel like things will be okay at all <laughs> but it will get better and that's just something that we um it's good for us to just be reminded of. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Anybody else have anything to say? No. Um, <laughs> no. No. I would, I I think the only thing is I would say to any like leaders, like seasoned elder leaders, mm -hmm. is not to forget when you were young in the faith yeah yeah don't forget when you were young mm -hmm. and that same grace and that same mercy that somebody showed you when you were young is probably the same grace that you need to show and even if someone didn't show it to you yeah. it's your chance now to show mm -hmm. it to someone else. yeah i know just that but from the other day i've been saying this continuously and i guess i'm just gonna say it on here as well but in order for us to guide, help, provide any form of upliftment to each other, whether we're in a leadership position or we're just, just for friends and families or anyone around us, for us to guide and help lead anyone else and for it to bring forth effective and efficient change and progress in their life, we all have to first master the skill set of empathy, mm. being able to understand right. 
process and let people be who they are raw mm-hmm. in a raw manner and then when we understand and empathize with people we'll be able to better lead we'll be able to better understand what's going on right. and where are what are the parameters of how we guide and move forward with the people in our surroundings mm. yeah. So who wants to close out? <laughs> I can go ahead. All right. Lead us the Lord and we will follow you. Mm-hmm. Please let us come back to the heart of worship where everything is solely about you. Yes, Mighty God, thank you so very much for this meeting this podcast where we could all come together and share our story and just be raw before you mighty god anyone that is listening out there i'm asking you to give them the sense of trust and healing send your anointing and your holy spirit upon them their lord god continue to guide and be your life through this dark and trying world Mighty God, give us a sense of leadership and empathy for those in our surroundings, off and not of our faiths. Just give us the sense of being a servant to you and giving you back all the praise that you deserve. Help us to understand and know that you are true to your words, that you have a plan for us to prosper and to do good and to be in great health. Thank you for continuously guiding and protecting us and being our constant reminder that there is still a light throughout this dark world. Thank you for everything that you have done for us and everything that you are about to do, every door that you're about to open. In your precious and most holy name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Patrice. Thank you both, Esther and Patrice, for joining I enjoyed this conversation. I'm glad this is a topic that we started off back with. And I just thank you guys. And thank you everyone for listening and joining us for another episode of Raw Before Christ. Thank you. Thank you.